We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. On this Wednesday morning, January the 18th, 20% chance for showers, highs of 80, so it's not going to feel like January 18th, or maybe it is with the new January 18th. Anyway, Thursday, less humid, highs of 72, cool front comes through, highs Friday of 58, 20% chance for showers. Then the weekend's looking really wet with highs in the upper 50s, 80% chance for showers. Right now it is foggy as all get out, slow down, please, causeway. As far as we know, still wide open, but be careful. Temperatures are hovering in the mid-60s. So what is the ceiling, the national debt ceiling? And what is the debate surrounding that? Well, let's find out, because it affects us all. And as we joined now by Robert Hogan, Professor and Department Chair of Political Science at LSU. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm okay, Dr. Hogan. Thanks for taking the time with us. For people that don't know, what is the debt ceiling for the nation? Not in terms of the number, but – or you can give me the number, too, if you like, but you can also tell us what it is in general. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the debt ceiling is the amount of money that uh, the United States government is authorized to borrow. Um, and currently, that amount is about $3.1 uh, – I'm sorry, $31.4 uh, trillion, uh, meaning that we can take on that much debt um, and nothing more than that. And this debt that we have is an accumulation of debt since World War II, um, and it is a difference every year in the amount of money that we take in in revenue and the amount that we spend. We spend most years far more than we, we take in, and so it's an accumulation of that debt. And so the debate going on right now uh, in Washington is whether or not um, we should increase the debt ceiling, um, and that, in other words, allows – uh, the United States government to keep on going uh, and spending. Um, if that debt ceiling is not raised, uh, the government will not be able to borrow money uh, and, and basically will will default on its debt. And this has the potential to have dire economic consequences. In fact, even the suggestion that the United States government might default on debt uh, could could put stock market uh, the stock market into a, uh, a nosedive. You could have all sorts of financial problems throughout the country. So um, this is the issue going on right now in Washington. Um, what should be done about this? Republicans um, uh, who have taken control of the U.S. House um, they made it clear that one of the things they want to do is they they're unwilling to increase the debt limit. Uh, excuse me, the debt ceiling, uh, unless there are concessions from Democrats uh, for decreases in spending. Uh, and so this is sort of the standoff that is occurring right now. So the question is whether or not Republicans you know, <laughs> will, will in fact um, 
go through with this and, and threaten this. This Some people say this is akin to sort of a hostage situation. If you don't do what we want, we have the potential to to re, to, 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 to create a, a tailspin in the economy. Um, and so the question is, um, you know, what should be done about this? Should Democrats give in? Uh, should Republicans say, look, we're not going to engage in this sort of um, brinksmanship? Um, what, what should be done about it? Are the Republicans, and does this generally happen politically? I'm trying to remember if the Democrats have done the same thing with the debt ceiling when they were in control. This is not the budgetary process. This is not budgeting money. This is money that's already been spent. Is that accurate or not? And are they kind of muddying up the issue or am I muddying it up? No, I think that that brings clarity to the issue. I mean, the, the point is decisions have already been made with regard to taxing and spending on an, on a, every year those decisions are made. And this is the amount of debt that the United States government is carrying. So it's, it's akin to saying, look, you know what? Um, I spent too much on the house I'm living in. Um, I don't care to pay my mortgage this month. Um, it's, it's more akin to that. Or maybe and, a credit card. Um, Would that be accurate, Dr. Hogan? Absolutely. You know, it's absolutely. Like, I think that's another good analogy that people use is that I'm not going to pay my credit card because I have I've made a decision in the past to spend more than I I would like to have spent. Uh, so so a lot of people say that, you know, you should have made that decision back when you were deciding how to what to charge on your credit card, not now when the bill has come due. So um, Republicans on the other side say, well, look, we have to we're going to use whatever mechanism we can. Spending is out of control. Tax cutting is out of control. In order to bring some fiscal discipline here, we're going to use this mechanism, albeit even though it may seem extreme, is a way for at least to bring some discipline to this this sort of system. Republicans love to throw spending on the Democrats, and and I'm I you know I'm I don't know what the I, I guess I'm registered and independent, maybe philosophically, doctor. I'm more of a libertarian, but. I think I, I'm politically I just call BS where I see it. And it seems as though the Republicans are quick to slap the spending tag on the Democrats. But in fact, historically, they love to spend money, too, do they not? Oh, absolutely. This is a bipartisan issue. Um, and it's not that they just like to spend money. Um, Republicans also like to cut taxes. I mean, if you recall, in 2017, they cut t- taxes dramatically. Um, and those taxes were, were cuts were geared towards upper class uh, voters, um, upper income voters. Um, so, you know, so for whatever um, sins the Democrats have for wanting to, to spend more, Republicans have an equally um, a consequential sin in wanting to cut taxes. And you can't have both of these things. Uh, you have to have some discipline in the system. And as, as you know, as, as most people know, the, the national debt has increased over time. Um, uh, you know, it, it is now uh, a higher percentage um, of, of, of the, more than 100 percent of our, our GDP, our, our, our national debt is. And a lot of people view this as pushing off difficult decisions to, to future generations. Um, and there needs to be some fiscal discipline. Of course, the, the counter argument to that is that the national debt is not something that is that big. It's not money that we owe necessarily to foreign countries. Some of it is owed to foreign countries, but the vast majority of it is owed to ourselves. Doctor, let me pick it up right uh, so there when we big... come back, if we can, because I think that's a that's a good place to digest what we've heard. 
and pick it up. I know I, I you can go to usdebtclock.org to watch the debt mount. And I opened the window this morning in preparation of talking to Dr. Hogan. And last time I looked, and it wasn't that long ago, it was $27 trillion. Now we're up to 31 But, you know, $4 trillion here or there. I guess eventually you're talking about real money. 621 traffic now, WWL. 626, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Dr. Robert Hogan, professor and department chair of political science at LSU. Somebody texts in, doctor, and wants to know if I'm going to have, quote, the other side on next. I don't know that there is another side on this. Let me, let me ask you this, and correct me if I, if I say anything wrong. So the debt ceiling and the money that they need now is to fund what's already been spent or already in the budget to be spent. The budget was negotiated and signed off in the last Congress by President Biden. So what the Republicans are trying to do now is use the debt ceiling as leverage to go back and renegotiate the budget that was approved by Congress and signed by the president when they were not in power. Is that inaccurate at all? No, I think that's a very fair way of putting it. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is money. Again, th- these are decisions that have been made in the past. And now the the issue is the debt limit. And, um, you know, this this is not an uncommon tactic for the party uh, that that is in the minority in government uh, to, to try to, to get leverage here. And, um, you know, and, and that's the, the, the question that's at being asked right now is it, are Republicans going to actually be able to leverage this? I think that's a key question is looking at what's going on in the Republican Party. Um, those on the, the very extreme side of, the, of, of conservatism in the Republican Party want to use whatever tactic is, is possible. Um, but, you know, if you look back in history, if you look back when Boehner um, was the speaker back in, in the early part of the you know, 2011, 2013, um, he, you know, he was a, the Republicans were able to leverage this into negotiate, into negotiate with Obama about changes in the budget going forward. The, but right now, McCarthy's margins are so small in the House of Representatives, um, you got to think that a lot of the moderate Republicans are thinking to themselves, do I really want to go down this path? Because the, the potential um, outcome could be catastrophic um, if this gets into a situation where the United States does default on the debt. I mean the economic um, results could be you know, really bad. And the blame for this is going to go somewhere, and Republicans have to be thinking among themselves, you know, we need to demonstrate that we can govern because in 2024, the question the Republicans are going to have to give – they're, they're going to be asked by the American public is can you govern? Do you, you really want to win the presidency and control of the Senate? Let's look to see what you've done when you control the House of Representatives, and if that you know, agenda involved um, – creating economic havoc, that is not something that's a, a platform or a, an issue the Republicans want to run on. So moderate Republicans, I think, may be the ones putting the brakes on uh, any sort of uh, brinksmanship that goes on with this. If I had to bet, I would think that they come to some resolution about this early on. I don't, I don't think Republicans have the leverage that they did 15 years ago. Thank you, Doctor. I appreciate your time. Dr. Robert Hogan, Professor and Department Chair of Political Science at LSU. The only thing I will add is that if 
as this one person that is texting me wants the Republicans to do this. Well, you got to keep in mind then if the Democrats get a majority in Congress, you can't complain if they want to go back and use the debt ceiling as a way to, re- to renegotiate the budget that the Republicans passed when they were in power. It can't be okay for you and not them or them and not you. you got to play by the rules both ways, right? We'll take a break, come back, talk about the mayor's mess right now. Time for WWL First News. For that, we go to Ian Ozan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 